you could please rate and leave a comment on this podcast, that would be great. It would help us be more easily identifiable on iTunes and so on and grow our listenership and tell your friends. Thank you. Welcome to this episode of the Trillis Blind Date. On today's episode, we have Maria and Justin. So I'm going to let them get right to it. I'm going to step out and um, sit with the sound engineer. So enjoy your date, guys. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm Justin. I'm Maria. Nice to meet you, Maria. Nice to meet you, Justin. What year are you? I'm a sophomore. How about you? Junior. Junior. Right. What are you studying? Psychology. Oh, fun. <laughs> so you probably already planned all of this in your head. <laughs> Everybody says that when I meet somebody new and I tell them I study psychology. It's every time. <laughs> I have to be careful now. Um, no, you gotta be. You gotta be yourself. Um, I am studying systems engineering. Systems engineering. At the moment, wow. um, probably a minor in German. Wow. As okay. Well. Yeah. So a lot different than where I'm coming from. You. I'd say. You could engineering, say that. Engineering, psych, and I, you know. I feel like people just have this obsession with. Um, thinking that, oh, engineers are, like, vastly different from anything else, like, in a college, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. I, I don't know. People shit on the college a lot, mm, which I think everything is, like, if you put me in a psychology class, I'm probably going to struggle. Right. So each and everything probably has its own difficulties. Yeah. No, I would agree completely. I just think I haven't interacted with many engineering students just because you guys are physically located in a different area on campus a lot. And... um Academically, it's something I haven't crossed paths with a lot either, but I respect it. Do you, um, do you like ever take classes that are not in a college? I haven't explored out that much um, since I'm a transfer student, actually. So yeah, yeah. Tell me more about that. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I transferred after my freshman year. I went to Xavier University in Ohio, and I'm from like Cleveland, Ohio area, Mm -hmm. and so I went there my freshman year and um, realized that it wasn't really the experience that I wanted. And so I've only been here. I'm a junior now, but it's only my second year. And that kind of limited me limited me in my time to like explore out. And I really just had to focus on the requirements that I needed to get through my own major. So, Were you a um, psychology major before you came here as well? I was, yeah. So I've stuck with it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. fun. Um, I've always been undecided about, like, I came electrical engineering yeah. because that's what, like, I feel like I was bred to be an engineer as I was a kid. Really? Not because they taught me anything, but it's just, like, everyone around you is, like, an engineer, and they're like, oh, you're going to be an engineer. But it's just, like, I know nothing about it, and thanks so much for putting that idea in my head, and now I'm lost. <laughs> Were both the parents engineers? My mom okay. is, yeah. I see. And so she was, like, as you were growing up, they were kind of, hinting at it or? yeah they just like they don't say explicitly like my mom she's very um she's unlike like your typical african parent would be like mm. do this do that like you got to get like i wanted to be a doctor but i'm not yeah. so i'm gonna make my kids do it right but she's more like you can do whatever you want honestly <laughs> i think that's great yeah well and what what does your dad do we don't talk about my dad oh okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry but yeah my fault no no you're good do you have many siblings yeah, I do. Um, I have a lot of siblings. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> but it's complicated. I have, um, like, only one biological sister. Okay. I'm from, like, same mom, same dad. And I have 
um, another stepmom okay. and another stepmom, wow. and they have kids as well. But we're all close. We all love each other. Okay. Wow. Yeah. But I'm the That's last cool. born, the youngest. The youngest. Okay. Yeah. I'm the youngest too. Really? Only out of two though. So just me and my older brother. Older brother. Yeah. You gonna ask one of those? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Go for <laughs> We're it. gonna pick up one of these. Go for it. There's so many. There are so many. No, I don't like that one. <laughs> Take nope. your time. Sip through them all. Actually, I'll, I'll ask this one. Um, mm. What's your favorite book? Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so. Mm. Can I forward that question to you first? Do you have, <laughs> do you have something like oh, that comes Oh, this is psychology <laughs> doing that thing again. This is the first time I've done that thing. <laughs> so get used to it. <laughs> okay, so. I wouldn't say I have a favorite book mm -hmm. because I'm not much of a reader. But um, someone asked me once, like, if I was to write a book, like, what would the title be? Mm -hmm. And for me, I thought it wouldn't have, like, words as a title. It mm -hmm. would have a picture or a drawing or an abstract painting, just, like, whatever comes into my head, and I draw it there, and it's open to interpretation. So people can take away whatever. Like, a lot of people, it's like, when you read their books, it's like they already tell you what it is about and, like, whatever other interpretation outside of what they already put forward for you is automatically disqualified. So mm. for me, I feel like paintings are more abstract than anyone. Like, you can put whatever meaning you want into that. Wow. So, yeah, but I'm not going to write <laughs> a book. I feel like I, I could talk. Like, can I just talk and someone, like, transcribe that or you whatever? You could do a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone's always like, oh, my God, you should do a YouTube um, yeah. channel or so. But, like... I just feel like I won't be consistent. Like, I have an idea, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to talk about it here because, like, that's not... That's not keep it to for. yourself, for yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> um, not really keep it to myself, but it's a long story, and, like, I've been, like, building up on this idea for a while. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like just getting the motivation to actually take the first step is a lot, and I feel like I'm a different personality mm -hmm. and, like, a different language in different languages. Mm -hmm. So I'm Kenyan. Mm -hmm. I speak four languages. Mm. I speak English. Swahili, mm -hmm. that's another of our national languages or mm -hmm. official languages. I speak German and I speak my mother tongue, like my tribe's mm -hmm. language. It's called Luo. Mm -hmm. So like in each of these languages, like I'm a different person. Mm -hmm. Like when I speak Swahili, I'm like the funniest person ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like whenever I try, like I, some of my friends are like, oh, could you translate that? Because I see something and I'm like, it doesn't, it just, it's not translatable. Like mm -hmm. you won't understand it. Like. So I find it, like, it's it's been a thing, like, since I got here. Mm -hmm. I just find it hard to be funny in English. Like, really? If I'm not, like, because sometimes like, we mix English and Swahili, so it's just that sometimes some people just don't get my humor, and mm. that's fine. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, fun fact, I'm just going to throw this in there, but <laughs> I'm currently in my fourth semester of Swahili. Really? I am. <laughs> When you said you were from Kenya, I was going to save it and just throw in some Swahili at some point in the conversation. But You could have done that. I could have. I could have. But I'm worried I'm going to, like, if we weren't in front of microphones right now, I feel like I'd be more like free and, like, comfortable with it because I'm still obviously getting comfortable with it. And going to class twice a week only does so much to really oh. be comfortable with the language but yeah. now that i met you, can you practice. Like, i can practice you can practice maybe not right now yeah not right not here but, like, <laughs> but, 
but that's that's super. The second you said you were from Kenya, I was I was definitely gonna like really? throw some in there. That's interesting because like sometimes me and my friends are walking around in campus. There's quite a bunch of Kenyans mm-hmm. um, here. We're about just slightly over thirty, okay. and sometimes we speak in Swahili mm-hmm. or like in elevators, and sometimes like we're gossiping about people. Or, like you see really? something and you're like. And you say it in Swahili, and sometimes we're just like, what are the odds that they do understand Swahili? Because like you can't tell, you really can't tell who's mm-hmm. taking a Swahili class. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So okay. There's <laughs> very very few people. Um, the first semester that I took it, there were like maybe fifteen to twenty, and then less than half of that survived the class. <laughs> a lot of them dropped it, and um, now I'm fourth semester. There's only like five of us that okay. stuck around. So. What made so you um, want to learn Swahili? Yeah, so back at home in Cleveland, um, there's this couple at my church that I've known for a while, and they're just this, this amazing couple. And the uh, wife is originally from Kenya, um, and they do a lot of mission trips to Kenya. And so I've always wanted to do that. And throughout high school, I always wanted to go on a mission trip, but it never worked out. And so when I came to Penn, and I knew I needed a language requirement. I didn't want to keep doing Spanish, which I did in high school, and I wanted to just branch out. And so I had heard of Swahili, and when I saw it, first I was just shocked that this place offered it, and I realized that Penn actually offers a lot of unique like, languages from around the globe. And then I, I kind of knew that's what I wanted to explore, and I've loved it ever since. Okay. Do you yeah. plan to visit Kenya anytime soon? I wouldn't say it's a plan. It's not a plan, but you would but like to. I would like to. I haven't been out of the continent, and I think, um, I think going to Kenya or Tanzania would be a really great experience at some point down the road. Give me a second. I need to cough, and they have to edit this part. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> Why am I sick today of all days? Okay, you're, you're, they're going to cut that out. <laughs> they, they should. They, I mean, they, so. can, they can hear that. They can yeah, hear that. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What did you do last summer? I feel like this, when I, I don't like this question, mm. especially at Penn. Because right. everyone's always just like asking about, oh, what are you doing next summer? Mm-hmm. What did you do last summer? Like literally, we just got back to school. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not telling you about it, chances are I don't want to talk about it or I don't know yet. People um, don't get social cues. If you're really not don't. out there talking about it, you just just leave you leave you alone, like let you handle your own business. Yeah, and it's pen. It's you know? just exhausting. That's how it goes. I hate to cough. Of course, do you get allergies? Is it, I don't know what it is. It might be. It's possible. Probably. Okay. Let good. me ask you something, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. So, did you grow up in Kenya? Mm-hmm. And how long were you? Therefore, I grew up my whole life whole in Kenya. Life. Wow. I just came here um, for college, and this wow. is a very fake accent. Really? I don't talk like this yeah. usually. Um, it's just like it's subconscious. Like I try to mirror how people talk to me. Okay. Um, but we were colonized by the British, so a lot of people would be like, "Oh, you have sort of a British accent," and I'm like, "That's it's not true." But okay, or like there's no such thing as a Kenyan accent, mm. so to speak, because we have 43, um, 43 tribes, 40, 44 tribes, 43. And if you grew up speaking, like if that was your, your tribe, your tribe's language was mm-hmm. your first language, then there's like a certain accent, a different accent that you might have. Okay. But there's 
I mean, I could still tell if I hear a Kenyan speaking, regardless of mm-hmm. where they're from mm-hmm. and stuff. I could tell. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a matter of, like, once I'm comfortable with people, then it's just, I don't have to worry about trying to mirror how they're talking to me. Because it's like, I don't, it's annoying when people keep correcting your, I feel like Americans do this a lot. They um, keep correcting your pronunciation mm-hmm. um, a lot. And I'm just like, no, I said what I said. And you understood me. So let's leave it, let's leave it at that. Yeah, so I'm just here for college. Okay. Um, I wasn't initially going to come to the U.S. It was mm. never in my head. Like, I'd never thought in 100 years. I mean, okay, yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> oh, let me tell you one. Um, I never thought that I'd, I'd ever come study here. Initially, I was thinking of going to Germany. Oh, okay. Because um, I speak the language and I don't have to pay school fees. Like, for a lot of the colleges there, so... Mm. That would be fun, and then you just get immersed in a different culture, and you learn the language. But it's a long story. It's like okay. it just this. It's not. A, I don't. I don't want to say it's a miracle, but like people, if I was to say it was a miracle, that's what I would say. Right. right. Yeah. No, I understand. And how is that? I know it's kind of hard to sum up that experience, but how has the transition been? Like, how have the last two years been? If you could rate it or describe it. I feel like a lot of people would expect. Or that I would have a lot of culture shock, uh-huh. but if you if you've grown up like watching shows from all over the world, if you've grown up watching American shows mm-hmm. and all that stuff, like it's not really like that's not the reality of the place. But you do get like a sense of what the place is like. So when you go there, it's not like oh, it's completely new and I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely see there's a, a lot of cultural differences. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, there's um, the food. <laughs> yeah, that's very different um the people are also yeah. kind of different different mindset um back home is like it's everyone cares about everyone it's like community but over here i feel like it's more and more individualistic mm-hmm. um like if i was to plan like some of my cousins grew up here so mm-hmm. like whenever they want to go um somewhere for a sleepover they have to like plan and, like the parents have to talk like two weeks in advance like back home i could literally just pack my bags and just like show up at someone's house and i'm like yo are you home like, I cool, I'm staying, I'm staying for the weekend. Or, like, my mom said I could stay. Like, it's, and you, I don't know. There's just a lot that's different. And also just, I do have a lot of family here, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. It's a foreign place. Like, I don't, um, it's not familiar. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, just like, a lot of things that I didn't know were a thing until I got here. Like, I had a very warped image of what I thought the U.S. was like. Um, and then I got here, and I was like, really? And, like, people just have all these misconceptions about people mm-hmm. from um, Africa, and people mm-hmm. think it's a country and it's a continent. So it's like, I've had to deal with, like, a lot of that ignorance. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, I realized that it's not my responsibility to, to um, school everyone. So mm-hmm. I just don't do it. <laughs> Unless I absolutely have to. So it's, you could get mad at anything and everything and, like... Mm-hmm. You're always gonna get offended wherever you go. Like there's people who will misunderstand you. So take it in stride. It's whatever. You just right. you know find your tribe and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I can definitely kind of see where that where your perspective is on that, and I think that's valuable to kind of recognize that you can't educate everyone, and it's not you can't put that on yourself too. Yeah. And you know there is so much ignorance. Um, especially related to Africa <laughs> in general, and 
really really is and it's a shame but you can't you can't like expect yourself to come over here and change all that you know yeah and as long as it's hopefully not personally offensive I, I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that hopefully not but other than that just try to you know just as you said just take it day by day and kind of just find your tribe like you said yeah yeah um I'm going to ask a slightly different question. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, sometimes my friends tell me that I make everything like so philosophical. I don't study philosophy, obviously. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I just go too deep into stuff and they're like, yo, you didn't have to go there. We were just trying to have fun, okay? <laughs> so um, like, describe your perfect date. Ooh, okay. So I'd, I would describe myself as a pretty laid-back individual. So... I think having a good mix of maybe going out like for a meal, for a brunch or something, maybe going to a movie. I'm not too much of an outdoorsy person, so I'm not like, let's go on a hike or something like that or go to the zoo. That's that's not my ideal thing, but I'd be okay doing that for a portion of the day. And then I think just having a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, very personal, very close physically emotionally time together um whether that be just like watching movies and you know just kind of having a space where you're really able to dig into someone and get to know them on that deeper philosophical level like you just said <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of like that too I kind of take things that aren't that deep and I might make them a little too deep and my friends call me out on it too it's a, it's a problem Some, like, sometimes I feel like I, and I step back and I ask my friends, like, do, do you think it's too much? Because I feel like I might be draining people, and like, and I don't, like, don't even know that I'm doing it. Mm. No, I, I get that. I don't think it's a problem, but it's something you should watch out for, I guess. Don't take it too far. It's just, like, you never know if you, you like, never if, know. if you're, like, someone else has to react to it and, like, mm -hmm. put you in check and tell you this is how it makes me feel. Because, obviously, right. like, if you're still taking going, it that deep then like you're fine with it like you're still okay mm -hmm. but the recipient might not be do you want to that wasn't really a great answer i don't think <laughs> but it was like a mess of i don't know if i have a perfect day i feel like it's just time with someone and being able to relate and connect whatever the space or the place may be for that i think is my most ideal situation mm -hmm. so but if you have a better answer than that i would love to hear it <laughs> I don't know. I feel like first dates are very. People put so much pressure. Was it first date? Was just that like the any question? Date. Oh, no, okay. it was just like perfect any date. date. But I just talk about like, for me, like it depends on what kind of date it is. Okay. Uh, I really don't remember a lot about like what particularly um, like tickles my fancy, hmm. but I feel like if you're still getting to know each other, it should be low pressure stuff when like people don't feel like they have to put up an act. Mm -hmm. um, I like, I wouldn't say I'd go f on a hike <laughs> for a date. Like, I'm trying to get to know you, right? Like, that's, um, <laughs> that's just tiring, yo. <laughs> I agree completely. <laughs> it does that. You look crazy. Um, I mean, no offense to people who do it, but it's just like not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Uh I don't know. I feel like I'm so young. I don't have a lot of dating experience. <laughs> I understand. I agree. Yeah. 
it's just like it's it's the basic stuff. It's, it's really I'm a basic bitch mm. sometimes, most sometimes. times. Yeah, yeah. So there's I'm nothing not, wrong with that. I'm not gonna add anything to that. Fair. Any why? other good ones? This one, this one's cool. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. <laughs> the reason why we're here, finally, <laughs> someone pops a question. Um, why are you single? <laughs> oh boy. Um. I think I put that on myself in that the state that I'm at in my life, I don't know if I'm fully prepared to be in a fully committed relationship. And that's kind of what you were just mentioning where we're so young, like you don't have a great idea on the perfect date. I don't have the great a great idea on the perfect relationship. And I think as I'm continuing to grow through my collegiate, collegiate experience and professional experience and personal experience, I'll get to a point where I'm ready to explore that a little more. But I just I don't think I'm actively seeking anything, and that's probably why I'm I'm single. I would say so. I put it I put it on me and just the mindset that I hold towards it right now. How about you? <laughs> I'm on the spot, guys. Uh, so, like, before college and all that stuff, high school, yeah, you dated, but, like, I really don't, like, I don't count some of those experiences. Like, mm. some of them were genuinely, like, I did learn stuff, um, and I was happy for the most part, but obviously it's over. They, mm. They're they're not existent. They're non-existent at the moment, mm-hmm. so, like, it, probably, it wasn't working for um, either of us in one way or another um but like in like college is just like literally it's been baptism by fire i don't know if you understand that analogy but it's just like everything coming at you all at once and of course like there's a lot of times when i'm like oh it would be nice to share this moment with someone else Mm -hmm. and then so i like you want something so bad but then you're not sure if you're psychologically emotionally prepared to like deal with all that it comes with you know what i mean like you both have to be on the same level and like it just because I've met like I have dated a few people but like it's never been it's never gone past anything serious like since I came here just because people be pissing me the fuck off <laughs> or, like he like you just meet a lot of strange people mm-hmm. um and I don't know I mean it's definitely not a me problem it's just like if we're not compatible we're not and people should dip um, so I'm not actively seeking anything. Like s- most of the time, like I just meet people on the whim. Like I was not planning this. I was not look like I was not looking for mm-hmm. anything. But like if I do, obviously I feel like you know, right? You know, like when when you're willing to even as much as you might be unsure, but you know that you're willing to at least take that first mm-hmm. step, that risk. Um, so yeah, I guess that's why I'd say I'm single. Yeah. Time went by so fast. It did. It did. That's a good thing. Okay. You go. Okay. What was your first opinion of me? He's cute. (laughs) Oh, when I first saw him, I was like, "Why haven't I seen you anywhere else?" I probably would have stalked the hell out of you. Okay, I'm joking. (laughs) Are you joking? Uh, (laughs) Um, but. Yeah, um, 
I can't like speak on your personality mm-hmm. from like the first time I see. So I feel like when people first first ask that, they're talking about what you see, right, mm-hmm. and the vibes that you get, and you look like a down to earth person, like mm-hmm. reserved and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, that last point that you just made, down to earth. That's exactly what I thought of when I first saw you. Also, um, when you mentioned that you were from Kenya which was kind of a first impression when we were out there. Uh-huh. That was like, whoa, that was super cool. And you definitely seemed like someone that I would want to talk to and kind of get to know on a on a deeper level. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Has your opinion changed in the last 30 minutes? No. <laughs> it has not. Cool. It has not. I agree. It has not changed for me either. Mm-hmm. All right. This is, this is the big one. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were like, we should have a drum roll. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go on a second date? I need a ring for that. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I'd definitely love to um, speak to you again. Yes. Yeah. I agree. And I'll, I'll break out some Swahili for cool. you next time. Fun. <laughs> when I'm more comfortable. Okay. <laughs> all right everyone we have our new black love couple <laughs> you guys are gonna join kia and peter posting cute stuff that Shut up. Comment on. My roommate. <laughs> wait he's your roommate? Yeah. roommate are you kidding me oh my god seeing this person that's how <laughs> kia actually connected me with him because you, you want to know what happened actually uh-huh. <laughs> so I had you match with another person, but I'm so glad this person got a significant other. So the person was like, actually, I can't come on. So I was texting people. I was like, I need a black male that's 5'11 or taller or 5'10 or taller or whatever. And like, Kia was like giving people, and she's like, oh, Justin. And I, was, I, knew, I didn't know Justin. So it's mm-hmm. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'm so glad like you're here. And like, this is just fucking perfect. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse my language. Um, I, and the sound engineer, Henry, felt the connection uh, yeah. sitting out there. Um, and yeah, so that's why I matched you guys because Maria's super awesome. Thank you so much for like listening to Trillis and being so supportive. You're honestly hilarious. Like I love the memes you post on like your Instagram story. And you're so like colorful and like laid back and like dope, you know? Thank you. Um, and you're like a boss. See, I think so And then... Uh, Kie and Peter are awesome and honestly like black love goals and if mm-hmm. they recommend someone I'm like this person has to be like a super genuine and awesome person so which you are which Thank is you. great yes so I can't wait I want you guys to exchange numbers mm-hmm. and in two weeks that's a timeline I'm giving you okay. two weeks to do something together I don't know if it's chilled back or like coffee or taking a walk hopefully it'll be warmer that's you know um, ooh, and then maybe you guys can even like go to the Miguel like Spring Fling concert oh, together. I don't know. Be a good time. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped You're for a that. Fan? Yeah. I'm, Are you a fan? Yeah. Yes, I am. Because I was just a bit like, if it's not like, I'm sorry. To you. <laughs> <laughs> this has I to can't run. <laughs> yeah, no, Miguel's awesome. All right, mm. so awesome. Thanks for listening. We would like to thank Henry McDevitt and the Kelly Writers House Wexler Studio for allowing us to record here. Peace and love.